spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy. That was pretty good. That was a good one. That sounded like Chad was here. I'm Barry Markson. That's Susan Monday. Oh. We are in for Gatos and Chad, and uh, thanks for joining us here on this Tuesday. This is one of those weeks, Susan, I can't keep track of what day it is, right? Because yeah. we had Monday off, and are you going to have Friday off? And it's like a whole thing. But I love it, because before you know what the week is, the week's over, yeah. so it's all right. And you probably thought we were going to come in and talk about fluffy topics, but uh, that hasn't been the case, has it? No, we've got breaking news all over Arizona right mm-hmm. now. Uh, we've got Title 42, the Supreme Court staying, uh, the Biden administration's attempt to let Title 42 to uh, expire, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the program. We had Attorney General Mark Burnovich with us just a few minutes ago. And also, we have breaking news with our elections. It just doesn't go away. Uh, the Carrie Lake lawsuit. Carrie Lake lost her lawsuit last week. There was a two-day trial. She presented all of her evidence, her experts, and the judge uh, found that, frankly, she didn't, uh, she couldn't uh, prove even one element of any of the claims. You know, that is absolutely embarrassing and ridiculous. Well, Why would, yeah. you know, I mean, you had time. Maybe she needs more time, and maybe she will, ha- you know, do the appeal to gather up more evidence. But I would think that she would be embarrassed by the fact that the judge said she didn't yeah. have one piece of evidence. Well, th- not th- one. Yeah, th- there's really no shame or humility there at all. Oh. It's it's a it's really kind of an amazing thing. But in Arizona, Susan, historically, um, the only election lawsuits we've had filed have been ones where somebody lost, where the election was very, very close, where we're talking like a handful of votes, and somebody said we need to go back and recount, or we need to go back and look at votes that were counted, because uh, just a few votes could change the outcome, that if if somebody had a provisional ballot that wasn't counted, maybe it should have been counted, it would have changed things. Carrie Lake lost by over 17,000 votes. It was it was never, there were never going to be enough ballots that in that position that would change that outcome. But I look at that differently. To me, in a big city, in a big state like this, 17 thousand votes is like a speck of dust well it's definitely close in an election where there's you know two and a half over two and a half million people voting right. that that's true um, but again to change the outcome of the election if, if we're going to assume as Arizona law does uh, that the election was run fairly that the everything you know the count was done that real ballots that should be counted everybody who's legally a voter their vote was counted which is what happened and that's what the, the law presumes that in order to get an, something overturned you have to either prove fraud um, or you have to show something that they didn't like. Let's say Maricopa County just said we're not. We didn't count seventy five thousand ballots, and and we didn't count them because of this reason. And maybe that's not a lawful reason, or maybe they did it by accident. But that's not what happened. It's a handful of ballots. It was like nineteen hundred provisional ballots. It's very small numbers, and with with seventeen thousand votes difference, there's just not enough to change it there. So Carrie Lake's lawsuit, and all we've had four election lawsuits this year. I mean, that's that's unbelievable for one year to have four different election lawsuits regarding different races. They all lost. They've all been tossed. Uh, in the, the Carrie Lake lawsuit, we were waiting because uh, the court ordered the defendants who won uh, to file, if they wanted to, motions for sanctions against Carrie Lake and her attorneys. They did. And they asked for a total sanctions of almost $700,000. Now, in fairness, 550000 of that was one law firm, and I don't know how they came up with that number. It's crazy. The other law firms were $83,000, $37,000, $25,000. Those make much more sense. That dealt with their attorney's fees. The court today ruled on the motions for sanctions. I'm kind of wondering if the judge is going on vacation the rest of this week because he did this very quickly. Um, but... He, what he found was Carrie Lake, he's not going to sanction Carrie Lake or her attorneys. He's not going to punish them for bringing a, a lawsuit without basis. I think I heard something you said yesterday, though, 
with the, the money, the attorney's fees, he's not he's not making her pay those. But who's paying them? Is it the taxpayers? Yeah. So, for example, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, we, we that kind of bothers me. It should bother you. We have to pay uh, because of this frivolity. Because because Carrie Lake can't be like every other politician and say, you know what, I lost this election. I don't like it. I'm but I'm going to wish Katie Hobbs well and hope she does well for the state of Arizona, even if she doesn't mean it. That's what politicians have always said. And I'll, I'll point out to you, Susan, and you've seen this. Uh, you're from Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, for example, um, Dr. Oz lost. He lost that election. It was a close one. It was Fetterman. It was very, very controversial. He was pretty graceful about it. He was. When it was over, he conceded. He called Fetterman. He congratulated him. That's even the Trump people, even folks who were endorsed by Trump around the country, they conceded when they lost. Mm -hmm. For some reason, Arizona is the exception to that. Uh, And I do want to point out Blake Masters, who was the Republican nominee for the Senate, he lost to Mark Kelly. He conceded. He waited a few days. He waited till the count was done, and then he called Mark Kelly and and, and told him congratulations. That's how it should go. That is how it should go. And it's 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 frankly immature. It's, it shows no grace or humility the way Carrie Lake is handling this. It's unfortunate. It's bad for the state of Arizona. And what I will say... Definitely bad for the state it, of... I mean, all my friends on the East Coast yeah. knew this story. Yeah. It's embarrassing for us. And what I will tell you is, uh, my expectation now, the recount uh, in the Abe Hamid case and a couple others are still ongoing. Well, I'm sorry, the recount's done, but they're going to announce it on Thursday in two days. We'll have that for you here on KTAR. But assuming the recount doesn't change anything, I want Republican leaders in this state, and I'm talking about Doug Ducey, I'm talking about Mark Burnovich, uh, who we just have on, uh, Kimberly E., the state treasurer. I want business leaders in the state to stand up and to say to Republicans, to their own Republicans, to stand up and say, our election was fair. There was no evidence of fraud or cheating or stolen. Nothing was stolen. Uh, we need people to stand up with the Board of Supervisors and with Stephen Risher, the county recorder, to stand up and say, enough of this. We, we've gone through it. You've had two trials. You've presented all your evidence. You, there is no evidence that anything was stolen. Enough. Because we can't go through two more years of this, Susan. We can't do another audit. We can't. Do, it makes the state look bad. Why, why are we doing that? Is it literally just because Carrie Lake is a, is a sore loser? Is that is it this a narcissism thing? Is it a way for her to keep raising money? It's too it's too selfish to keep doing this when you lost. There's one reason Carrie Lake is not going to be the governor of Arizona. You know what it is? She got less votes than Katie Hobbs. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It really is. There's nothing else to it. She just got less votes. So you would say at this point in time, don't waste your time and taxpayer dollars yeah. and, and go for an appeal. For, for me. What for what, what for what reason? For me, this is disqualifying. If she ever wants to run for office in Arizona again, even if I supported her, her policies, I would never vote for Kerry Lake again. I would never vote for Abe Hamaday again and Mark Fincham, my goodness, because these people are showing us who they are. And these aren't people that are leaders. They're selfish. They're not doing what's best for Arizona. They think they're doing what's best for themselves, or they're doing what's best to try to raise more money from what's people. Your, what's your beef with Abe Hamaday? He filed. He filed. He a, did. He, well, his lawsuit went in on Friday. They had his trial on yeah. Friday, and his lawyer basically started the trial by saying, "We don't have any evidence that's going to change the outcome." But he wouldn't dismiss it. He wouldn't let it go. So they went through a day long trial. He presented. Really, almost no evidence. He had found they did, they looked at twenty six hundred provisional ballots and overvotes and things that they were looking at, and of that, according to Hamaday's people, there were six additional votes for Hamaday, six, mm. and there were at least two, two or three for Chris Mays, and most of the, of the three election in, inspectors that were looking at the ballots, the Hamaday one said six, everybody else said three or four, so. 
It, it was nothing. It was never going to change the outcome of the election. They knew that, and they should have canceled it. They should have said, you know what? We've done our inspection. We have no evidence. Even though we signed off and we brought the suit that we had evidence, we have none. They wouldn't do that. And and Hamaday, to this day, he still hasn't conceded. He still hasn't said, uh, I'm done now. This guy's a lawyer. I, I mean, I... It, I actually said for the longest time, his race was close. 511 votes separating them. That out of 2.5 million. I said, this is a real lawsuit. He's yeah. not saying there's fraud or wrongdoing. He's saying, let's just make sure we counted all the right votes. But when you file that suit, you have to have an indication that the county didn't count those votes. Mm-hmm. And he never had that. Never. Even after the inspection didn't happen. Well, why did they let the lawsuit go forward? Because you have to let the lawsuit go forward, and they created an issue of fact. They they told the judge there's evidence here, and the judge said, okay, let's have our Mm -hmm. our hearing, Mm -hmm. and then there's no evidence. So does he also have to pay fees like Kerry Lake does? The the plaintiffs uh, in that motion are going to file—I'm sorry, the defendants in that motion, in that case, are going to file motions for sanctions also. We will see what that that judge does. It's up to the discretion of the judge. That judge did not put this deadline on it of the day after Christmas, so they still have more time. Time. Uh, I interviewed Dan Barr this morning, and he's the, one of the attorneys uh, for Hamaday. Oh, excuse me. He's one of the attorneys for Chris Mays, who's going to be the attorney general. And he said, yeah, we're going to do a motion for sanctions. We just don't know what the deadline is yet. So we'll see that coming up soon. All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, the, the travel, if you've been traveling right now uh, from Arizona or anywhere around the country, it's a mess. Um, and we're going to tell you which airline. It's one of our local airlines. We're going to tell you which one is in the biggest mess and how long it's going to take. They're being him, investigated yeah, by the feds. How long it might take them to dig out of it. That's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Markson. We're here for Gatos and Chad. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. That's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Markson in for Gatos and Chad. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. You'd have, you'd have to be living under a rock if, if you didn't know what happened in the, on, with the airlines over the Christmas holiday. What, right? ha- what happened? What happened is this big snowstorm ran across the country, like started on on the West Coast and moved all the way to the East Coast yep. just in time for the Christmas holidays and jammed up the airlines and people didn't get to go to their destinations or if they did, they got there late, like not just like hours late, right. but days late. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always it's always a bit of a crapshoot to travel right around the holidays. Yeah. Uh, but this year, the weather's just been crazy um, with snow also, but just it was so cold that some places just had to shut down. It was too cold. Right. Which you don't see very often. It's funny. My friend, listen, I'll tell you this funny aside. Uh, My friend works for Total Wine. See, now that's a good friend. I need to meet this friend. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. She'll be coming in January. Um, She works in Baltimore. And she said, I guess it was either Friday or Saturday. Saturday was Christmas Eve, whatever. People are stocking up, you know. Right. And she said it was so cold in Baltimore, like zero, that it gummed up the computer systems and really? yeah, yes, yes. That seems so crazy. Don't they have, they're, they're inside, happened. but they're like, inside like the cash register. And they could, she said it was chaos. See, I don't, I don't understand. Cause it's, but inside they have heat, right? Well, they do. Yeah. But I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't get that. All right. I, I want to need the name of this. But friend. It's like when you no, it was probably because of the wind. Cause oh. a lot of times when we, when we have storms and it's super windy and it knocks the internet connection out, oh. that's probably what it was. Yeah. Well, you know, here in Arizona, uh, in the summer, 
where it gets so hot sometimes the airline, the airport has to close because it's too hot. Exactly. So, so maybe some of these airlines had exactly. to close because it's too cold. I don't know. But so, uh, but one of our local airlines, they're, they're really taking the brunt well, of this. Well, they're, yeah, because you know what? All the other airlines like American, United, Delta, and JetBlue, now it's Tuesday. Christmas was on Sunday. Yeah. Their cancellation rates are between zero and 2%. So that's a good rate, right? Right. Guess where Southwest Airlines is at this point, Tuesday. Three to, they're at 70%. 70%. See, that yeah. 70% just tells me they gave up. Southwest just said, all right, screw it. Just shut it all down. Shut it down. It's almost like somebody took their ball and went home. It's uh, That is crazy. And so the department, the U.S. Department of Ed- yeah. uh, tr- Transportation had to step in and say, look, there's something amiss here. Yeah, what are way you too many, Way too many cancellations. And the, the big guy um, at Southwest had this to say that three different reasons because two of their main hubs, I, I think they're based in Dallas, but I think they have a hub in Chicago and a hub in Denver. Well, those two cities got clobbered, right? Yeah. With bad weather. And then um, it hit just as this triple-demic surge, and they, they said that they had enough people, they were fully staffed, Yeah. but people got sick, they called out, whether oh they goodness. were sick or not. Yeah. You know, they yeah. called out. And then finally, the worst wow. one of all is that they have underinvested in their operations. Whoa, Ooh. that's bad news. No, you don't want to hear that. Here's the worst part, though. If you if you traveled on Southwest somewhere yeah. and you're there and you want to come home, right? Yeah. You go before Christmas, you want to come home, and your flight's canceled because 70% of the flights are still canceled today and tomorrow at least. Yeah. Uh, they're not even rebooking you until after the New Year. So not until next week will they even try to get you on another flight. So if you need to get home... Before a week, you have to like drive or take another airline, or and, and it's Christmas. Everybody's everybody's busy. It's incredible. I saw something on the news last night. This was in North Carolina that they had to use other forms of transportation. So this was like maybe from like Raleigh Durham to another place in North Carolina. Yeah, they put them on a bus, but they, it was like a the bu- it was like five hundred miles away. It took them I don't know how long does it take to drive five hundred miles? That's a long time. It's like if I'm driving, it's about three or four hours. It takes a little while. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Look at the face she just made. <laughs> okay. She's like, I'm trying to do math, but that seems fast. Yeah. That could be fast. Yeah, that is fast. <laughs> so no. what I'm when back in the old days when you were were kicked off a flight from another airline, you they would send you down to American or Delta. Right. They don't do that anymore. No, well now they want to keep your money, but but more importantly, if it's Christmas time, there is no there are no other flights. Every <laughs> flight is packed right now. Because supposedly the airlines canceled a bunch of flights ahead of time. They they fly less flights. So that this wouldn't happen again, so that they wouldn't be shorthanded and not be able to get their flights up. Southwest has some major explaining to do. You know, I got to tell you, Southwest used to be like the greatest airline. And I still like them, but I I don't know after this if I'd be willing to. It used to be so inexpensive and they were always on time and it just they just nailed it. They were friendly. They'd sing little songs when you came on. And it was the other airlines that you worried about here in Phoenix. And now I, I don't know what's going on with Southwest. They're they're kind of losing their credibility. Well, when they talked about under investing in their operations, one of yeah. the things they said was shorter flights with tighter turnaround time. So yeah. you start messing with that with a, a very short window of turnaround. It's a that's not a good thing. No, you're absolutely right. All right, that's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Marks, and on the other side, uh, good news in Arizona. If you're a lower wage employee, if you're a young person, if you're somebody who has a, a a lower wage job, uh, you might just be getting a really big raise. We'll have that for you next. First, Becky Lynn standing by in the KTR News Center, and then back with more of the program. I'm Barry Marks, and that's, uh, that's Susan Monday. It's KTAR. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Barry Marks, and that's Susan Monday. We're sitting in for the boys, and uh, thanks for joining us here. Hope you're enjoying your post-Christmas time. It's a good week, right, Susan? I mean, oh, this yeah, is, I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, we're going to start getting some rain here, I guess, soon. But uh, it's a nice week between it, Christmas. Yeah, and, and sometimes you know when it's a holiday, the holidays you have to struggle for topics. We we have not been in struggling, have we? We're on fire. Well, you and I are just we're just making up news. Most of the stuff we're saying today is not even true. I'm just telling you. I just, oh, so so okay. <laughs> I'm just the minimum I, wage is not true. I keep coming in and say, Susan, guess what? And I act all excited, and she thinks it's real. It's working out great. No, this is this is big in Arizona because um, several years ago. Ago, we pass. We have these ballot initiatives mm-hmm. on the ballot here, and the, uh, the legislature here would never pass uh, anything increasing the minimum wage. And they somebody they got it on the ballot, and the people passed a big minimum wage increase, and then and it was set to go up every year, fifty cents. Uh, and then after that, it was set to go up uh, based on the cost of living. And now our minimum wage going into, starting on January first. Uh, for 2023 is $13.85. It's huge. It's a huge increase over what it was just a few years ago. Which was? And uh, I think it started at around seven something and it was, it's gone up a lot. So uh, Arizona. But there, you know it has to, right? You're what, talking about the cost of living. Well, the cost of living has gone up. So this year, uh, the, the I'm calling it the raise, but the minimum wage increase this year was well over a dollar. Um, and it's, uh, I've been calling it a raise because look, if you're making minimum wage and suddenly, I mean, people make minimum wage, Susan. I mean, I used to make minimum wage. Well, it was just uh, it was like three or four years ago, and it was. Well, plus, I work in radio, so that's what I make now. But it's. Uh, but they. But I got to tell you, it, I mean, if they gave you a twenty-five cent raise a year, you're like, wow, that's fantastic. To get a dollar something raise, dollar thirty-five. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. That is a giant is. raise. So I think for some folks doing this, it's uh, it's going to be an awful lot of money. Starting in January, the state's minimum wage will increase to thirteen dollars eighty-five cents an hour because of inflation. That's more than a dollar increase. Valley economy. Danny Court tells me this is designed to help workers that make minimum wage to be able to afford the same standard of living as they did the year before. There are a few exceptions. For workers who earn tips, Court explains employers can pay them $3 an hour less. But has to make sure that those workers are still making the set minimum wage when you add up their wages plus tips. Grizel Desatino, KTAR News. So that that was, uh, I was never a minimum wage employee other than I worked in restaurants. So I was always a tip employee uh, because I figured out early if you want to make actual money, go work hard and impress people and they'll give you more tips and then you make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so where my friends, when I was a kid, where my friends were working in fast food restaurants making the minimum wage, I would go work in restaurants and be a busboy or something and make a lot more Had money. all that cash in your pocket. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, well, we're not, I pay tax on everything, Susan. But it was, uh, <laughs> but, it, but it was a lot of fun. And back then everything was cash. So I used to walk out with like a wad of cash at the end of the night. It was a, it was a fun time. Um, Nowadays, the minimum wage for even working in a restaurant is is going to be ten dollars eighty five cents in Arizona. It's three dollars less than the minimum wage, and you have to make enough tips to at least get to minimum wage. But my son, um, uh, he's back in town right now, and, and for the break, he went back to work at a restaurant he works at locally here, and he's always made more than the minimum wage once you factor in the tips. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be this; he's automatically going to get a bump up on his base, and then on top of that, continue to get the tips he's getting. I know you're you're all excited about this big jump to 1385, <laughs> um, and I'm not being critical of it, but 
I'm not out there in the minimum wage world, but honestly, I'm thinking that most people that have minimum wage types of jobs are already making that and then some. I, I think that you're right. I think especially in our market post-COVID, yes. it's been hard to find employees. So I think I think and you're you, right about that. Um, but I still think it's going to it'll increase wages for those on the lower end of the spectrum. And I will tell you, I, I'm really somebody who wants the market to drive the, the what the rate what the what you're getting paid. And that's exactly what happened during COVID right. or, and the after effects. But before that, before COVID, when we had enough workers or, or maybe a little too much, wages were being driven down. If you remember, one of the big arguments about illegal immigration in Arizona was these folks were coming in, uh, these immigrants were coming into Arizona and then going to work at these types of jobs and it was driving down wages. Yeah. So in construction, they lower, could pay them less. Yes, yeah. at lower level construction and in kitchens and in, in restaurants. And it was hurting wages for, for everybody. And uh, something changed. Uh, I mean, we definitely have a shortage of workers right now. Uh, but I, and I, look, I'm not here to. I, I don't like the government setting wages. I don't like that. But I I do think it's important um, in this day and age uh, that people have be able to make an actual wage. I, I don't think we should set it. I, I don't see. I'm not a big fan of this kind of stuff. Um, but I will. Here's here's my thinking on this. Years ago, not even that many years ago, in the United States, we had a really big manufacturing sector. We had jobs that people who didn't go to college, who maybe didn't have a specific, a specific specialty, but if they worked hard and they wanted to make some money, they could go find a job and make a minimum. Uh, excuse me, a uh, a middle income. Salary. They can make enough money to buy a little nice house, to have kids, to maybe help their kids go to college, to have health insurance. They could do those things. And something changed. All the manufacturing, a lot of it went overseas. We lost that. And what we ended up with is a lot of retail and service oriented jobs where people who used to make $25, $30 an hour or more working in a car manufacturing or something else in the United States, now they're working at Walmart. And it's not to put down Walmart, but the pay is significantly less. Yeah. And it's difficult. It isn't that folks don't want to work. They just want to be able to get paid something where they can live a reasonably nice, decent middle class life by working hard. I don't think that 1385 is going to do that. No, but if we raise the minimum wage, I think it pushes all wages up a little bit and that helps everybody. So with this, uh, so next year, 2024, is there another incremental? Every year. So the uh, law in Arizona now is it goes up every year by the cost of living. Okay. And, and I don't know, I don't know exactly what it's pegged to, but it goes up every year based on the cost of living increase. And the cost of living has greatly increased. A lot of inflation and this last and year. And I don't see it changing, but maybe. Well, I, I think inflation will be down. It's already starting to come down, so I don't expect it to be as big next year. By the way, if the cost of living ever goes the other way, you can actually get less. That's happened with Social Security and things, which is also tied to cost of living increases. So we'll, we'll see. But I, this year, at least a lot of these folks get a big increase. I will tell you, Social Security recipients also going to get a big raise. Yes, I did read that. Yeah, which is which is nice for folks living on a fixed income because their rent went up, their costs went up too. Mm-hmm. That's there as well. All right, on the other side, twenty twenty two. You know, a lot of folks had babies and their name and their babies. You had a recently an interesting experience, but I did. We're going to talk. I love doing this 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 time of year. We're going to talk about the most popular baby names for twenty twenty two in the United States. So stay with us. That's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Marks, and in for Gatos and Chad. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Hi, welcome back, everybody. I'm Barry Markson. That's Susan Monday. We're here for Gatos and Chad. Thanks for joining us. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll have the KTR News expansion. You don't want to miss that. Um, and Susan, this is the time of year. I always like looking at this list. Uh, they come out with this, this babycenter.com, and they come out with the most popular baby names 
uh, of the year. And it's it's always so interesting to me how names change over time. Oh, yeah. They're like. No one names their kids like Bob or John or Jim or no, Jack anymore. I'm no still, one. I'm, I'm going down this list. I'm Barry. Looking, I'm, yeah. I'm looking for Barry. I don't see it. I don't see uh, Barry. I don't here. see Susan here. No, I don't. And Susan doesn't seem that crazy to me. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, all, it's an old school name. Yeah, I think you're right. So the the top names uh, for girls right now. You saw this, right? What, yeah. uh, Olivia is number one. That's a nice name. Yeah, that is a nice one. Emma. Uh, very classic and nice. Amelia, Ava, and Sophia. That's mm-hmm. the top five. And then for the boys, Liam, which has been Well, growing. you know, I'm half Irish and my cousin's name is Liam, so ah. I'm, I'm very fond of that name. So yeah. Liam, Noah, Oliver. Uh, it's funny that Oliver and Olivia are so high. Um, Elijah, which is an interesting one, I thought. Mm-hmm. And Mateo, that's the top five. Um, and then a couple of other interesting ones. Uh, number seven on the boys list is, is Levi. Uh, or, or Levi. Levi. Is that how you say it? I Levi? I think so. I think All it's right. Levi. And then uh, Asher is number eight. I mean, definitely some interesting names. I was looking for Jacob or Jake. Uh, that's not there. One of my son's names, and it's there. It's just way further down. I was surprised because they, okay. they used to be super popular. Uh, Jacob is number forty-two on this list. But what um, happened to all the right? You know the names that we grew up with. They're like not even not one of them is on the list. You know, not there, one. There's a couple if you go deep. So William is thirty-one. That was okay. an old name. Michael uh, is always that. Just always is there. That's number thirty-three. Uh, Daniel is twenty-five. Uh, Alexander is twenty-six. I mean, so there's some in there. But you're right. These are really new names, except for ones that are like old. But coming back like cool Henry. Henry's another cool name that's coming back. So yesterday I went to like a post Christmas dinner and my friend's son was there and he has four children and I met them. And this guy, the son, is a musician. And so I got I got to tell you the names. The first, the one son's name was Rhythm. Not, not, Not only is that a strange name for a kid, but it's also hard to spell. And you can't get a nickname out of it, right? Right. Rhythm. Rhythm. <laughs> so my mom named me and my sisters with names that cannot get a nickname out of it. There's nothing short for it. There's nothing, another, another well, so name. So Barry is not Barry. a derivative of something. Nope, it's just Barry. And then the, my sisters are Lori and Nancy. And there's, I mean, call someone Nance. Yeah, but but other, but really, it isn't like you're uh, Jacob or Jake or Michael or Mike or Robert. So or she Bob. Ju- she was deliberate in the choice. She did it on purpose. She didn't want anybody to, to mess around with her names. Is there any <laughs> way you could make a nickname out of rhythm? Uh, Riv. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about this it's, one? This is the other next kid's name. A boy, right. lyric. Lyric. I'm sensing a trend here, Susan. Yes, well, yes. yes. So those two, and then the two girls have quasi-normal names. Wait, lyric, lyric is a boy's name? Lyric. See, I would have thought that was a girl's name. That's interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. The, the two girls, Melody, that makes yeah, sense, yeah. and Harmony. Harmony. I, right. I can do with those, but Rhythm. I asked the boy whose name was Rhythm, you know, do people are always asking you questions about your name? He said, yep. And nobody ever, nobody has ever given him a nickname. You see, that's, I I don't see, that's the thing. Because my name was a little office up, but I always wanted my kids to have a name that was just a solid, normal name. And and I did that with both my kids. So what are they, Jacob and? Jake, Jake and Sam. Yes. I had a boyfriend once that said, when you pick a name for a boy, especially, not so much a, a, yep. a girl, that you have to be thinking about that boy when he's 65 years old at the <laughs> local exactly bar right. and the bar and the bartender saying, hey, Lyric, yeah. you know, it's got to be a name like Sam. That's exactly right. Yeah. You, you really want your kid when he's a 47 year old lawyer to be named Lyric? Or it's Rhythm. Just, yeah. 
come on. Come on. What are we talking about here? You're pretty much setting that kid's future all set up. I will say some of these names, though, Susan, some of the girls' names are very classic names. You don't have to go very far down the list. You get Charlotte, uh, Evelyn. I yeah. mean, when, when did Evelyn come back? Yeah. That was gone. That was yeah. a name that was gone. I love the name Charlotte. Evelyn's number 10. Um, and then here's the one that got me. Super old name, Hazel. Hazel was number Hazel. twenty, number twenty five on this list. That name was gone for decades, yeah, and now it's back. People are going deep on this list. I kind of like that. It's a, it's really, really. And then another Eleanor. Eleanor is number thirty three. An, an, an older name, right? For sure. Ivy is on here, um, and then there was Abigail, and then there was another one. I was thinking that this is such an old, uh, an old name. Uh, oh, Naomi. Naomi is back mm-hmm. on here at number fifty. So there's some names that are okay. coming back. They're they're coming back. And I think we saw something think, that um, a lot of babies' names are have a Western or cowboy flavor to it. Yes. And maybe it's because of the Yellowstone. I don't <laughs> yes. know what, what those names would be. They're Levi, maybe that's one of yeah, them. Yeah, maybe that's it. I think Barry's going to make a comeback. I'm hopeful. I'm hoping it's going to come back. That'll never be I back. think you're the only Barry I know, actually. I, well, that's, I am. I'm like Madonna. I say People say Barry, and you know exactly who yes, they're talking about. That's I, what I like. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, stay, with, <laughs> stay with us, everybody. You said that like you're really excited about it, too. <laughs> oh, there's Barry Bonds. There's a couple of them there. All right, coming up in just a, uh, a couple of minutes, minutes. Uh, Becky Lynn is standing by. She's got the uh, the 5 o'clock news expansion, 15 minutes of commercial free news. We'll have that for you in just a minute. Stay with us and then more of the big program. It's KTAR.